Hi, this is Amrita Sukumar and I am bringing to you this podcast called Unsettling. Look around you. Everyone is trying to create their own story. Make a tiny change in someone's life by just following their passion and in turn inspiring the others to follow suit. This podcast brings to you stories of people who have defied the definition of settled set by the society and have created their own. They have found happiness in their version of settled. Yours. Hello listeners, welcome to another episode of Unsettling and today I have with me my best friend Aishwarya Vivek and we thought we'll do a little bit of a twist this time. We keep on discussing about professions but we thought we'll talk about you know the entire experience of being a woman from marriage to motherhood to being a soft skills trainer. I don't know what all she has done. So I am here with Aishwarya. Hi, Aishwarya. Hi, Amrita. How are you doing? I'm awesome as usual. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Ash, I already gave a short introduction about you. Would you like to tell something else to the listeners? Sure. So, <laughs> hi, everyone. I'm Aishwarya and uh, I currently work as a soft skills tra- mentor at a reputed re- research university in Hyderabad. So uh, pretty much my life is all about uh, doing what I love and uh, that's how my dots have connected and I've come so far. So for me, passion is my life. So pretty much what I would like to say about myself. I'm really glad. But then you were not a soft skills trainer before. You were uh, following something else. Yeah. And then you moved to this. What helped you make that choice? Or why did you make that choice? So that's that's actually a long story. So <laughs> if I could start off with saying that uh, my my favorite subjects were math, science, and English, right from the beginning. And it's even now it stays the same. Pretty much that maths is maths has always topped my favorite list all the time. So being that kind of student, I obviously chose science stream because I thought that's what I'm made of, made for probably. So uh-huh. and then I moved to engineering and where I also loved the subjects. It was never a forced or a compulsion, compelled decision that I took engineering. It mm-hmm. was my own um, uh, conscious decision of choosing engineering over anything else. So I had my own favorite subjects there as well. Uh, with all the cyber security and image processing. And I always thought I'll be a very, very awesome software engineer, software professional. Mm. So that's how my IT industry life started. And I got placed in a very good company where that company actually gave me plethora of opportunities to try out where and to understand where I was good at. Mm-hmm. So there I actually realized that training is something which probably uh, is my calling and is okay. my wish. So I should try that out a little more than anything else. So that's when I realized, and that realization, it took some time. It took a year. It took a couple of months to take the brave decision to quit a well-paying job mm-hmm. for no reason, but for you know following your passion. It took really some courage and guts to do that. But <laughs> When I did that, that is when I realized that, you know, uh, I should follow my passion a little seriously and not keep it like a plan B kind of thing. So that's when I took it up really seriously and did a course in training, which uh-huh. was from ISTE. 
Achha. That's that's the only certification uh, that Indian government provides for trainers. Okay. And surprisingly, or maybe I don't know, fortunately, I stood second all over India. Yes. Which was which actually <laughs> reaffirmed my decision of taking up training. It kind of made me feel that okay, probably it's like a validation that I got from the world. And uh, that's when I started working with number of training firms and. Uh, started delivering trainings i started making a lot of training modules for my own training and for the others as well <laughs> and i all but i mean uh, amongst all these decisions that i was taking i always had a feeling that i should somewhere help students okay. because i i have seen number of students who come from vernacular medium who are very intelligent but face major issues while they go for a job or you know while they are uh, looking <laughs> for any kind of uh, certification or anything so I think the dots connected, and right now I am working as a yes, software actually mentor. Working with students, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and IT students. So yeah. I am actually bringing the best of both worlds of what I studied and what I got trained in, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm helping them out, helping them out, and I think I can relate to them much more than any other uh, other mentor who comes from a different background. Because okay. I, being an and a trainer, I think. That's how my uh, dots have connected so far, and it's amazing how the universe conspires for you. Exactly, uh, yeah. exactly. So anything, whatever education that you've taken till now, it never goes waste as long as never always connect. Yeah, yeah, it never goes. Always connect, and you never know how it will connect. That's the beauty of it. That is true. So uh, now, finally, you have achieved your dream in your career, and you also decided to. <laughs> uh do something that scares our generation get married not just get <laughs> oh married get married in the arranged marriage kind of way so yeah. i ask you this question how did you decide one because that is the number one query that comes in our head how do we decide and yeah. it's that this is the guy that i want to be with for the rest of my life and also this yeah. what if i get married and lose my independence and lose touch with my friends yeah. what would you how would you like to address this fear so it it is a fear it is a gamble i completely agree it's mm-hmm. i will never say that it's a very easy path and it's a bed of roses it's never going to be that way mm-hmm. but uh, i think how it happened i mean i can just speak for myself although i cannot speak like universally for everybody but Correct. it just ha- i mean i was never really like prepared or it was never a rigid decision from my side that i will get married at so and so age mm-hmm. or so and so uh, time of my life when i'm settled as such if people say that you know once you get a job you get probably you buy something of your own and then you get married i was never of that thought i didn't have anything of that uh, like you know such in my mind so it was just a, a random decision where i met a person I, so i didn't even meet him we just spoke on phone yes and uh, it just sparked in a conversation i mean it again it was never a decision of getting married immediately when the conversation happened it was just a thought that okay this this seems to look like something which is going to build up it was just a feeling it was never a Uh, immediate decision as people say that you know once you see you fall in love or once you hear you fall in love no <laughs> so it was just a decision probably it it felt like you should talk more and probably understand each other so that's okay. how it happened 
and then the conversations happened for a month for a month and a half and the decision kind of reaffirmed on its own on, uh, as we spoke and spoke and spoke hmm. so a lot of um, so conversations have this beautiful uh, thing in them that you can actually explore a person's personality completely right, right from the past there and more than that i mean i am somebody who would like to know what a person is really passionate about in life overall because mm-hmm. you're going to live with a person yeah. you're going to stay with him or her in under one roof for your whole life it's mm. it's scary it is very scary because you you have no way out so you have to choose a person who motivates and inspires you and is also passionate about his or her own life right. if they are screwed up then they're going to screw you as well so <laughs> you better make a good choice <laughs> otherwise there's no point because you might be having a good life and if you choose a person who screwed up so that's going to be bad so yeah so i uh, fortunately i i saw that spark in him as well that you know he's very very passionate about certain things he's determined and he inspires a lot of people including me and i also always wanted to be with a person who 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 inspires me on a daily basis and that's what we do even now with each other after even four years so that's mm-hmm. something which is a very important quality according to me if that person can make you smile can inspire you and make you a better version then please go for that person no matter i'm not even talking about looks or money here that will all come but this is more important at life okay okay so someone who inspires you is something that you have to look for and the rest will yes is as of course there will be a lot of sacrifices and not sacrifices exactly but uh, you know adjustments you have to balance each other out is what i feel yeah i think i forgot addressing one point which you said that uh, what kind of so the fear of making fear, yeah, fear of losing your friends also um i think that's a fear which we make up in our mind i don't think it happens uh, really with everybody it does happen with some people that they they do um, lose out on certain on their friends on their social life etc but there are different reasons for it i don't think we should complicate ourselves thinking too much before marriage of what is actually going to happen after that because whatever is going to happen is still different from your thought so mm-hmm. let's just keep things open you know having an open mind is more important before you get into a phase yeah. like this yes because we have yeah. been friends for the past 4 years so i don't think it has affected you at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> so but there's one thing that uh, i want to know what was the most complicated thing <laughs> after getting married how did you manage the kitchen because that is something that even i can't do right no that that's i was i was just coming to that point and yes. if you're if you're scared of getting married then i think you should be super scared about cooking because that's the survival part okay i think you should you stop scaring people <laughs> no you guys just imagine right you can't keep staring at each other and lead a life or you can't keep falling in love and you know appreciating each other and live a life you need to eat isn't yeah. that that most important thing because according to me that's the most important and that actually binds hearts more than yeah, but that, that is a lot of effort that. right it's not the same once you get married because you don't have anyone to supervise you and then you have to do everything from scratch and then you want yeah. did your mother cook like four sabzis and 
dal and rice and i don't know how yeah. and we don't know yes. what to cook, like, cook for breakfast so that's true that's true so the first two months were trial error you know i don't know eating all crap food eating food with too much of salt or le- very less salt and you don't know how to make it up to a decent meal and all that things so it all involved a uh, lot of experiments um, but i was at it i was very determined that i'm going to get better at it i don't know why because number one i'm not somebody who eats very spicy food so i had no options to go and try out different food here in hyderabad Mm-hmm. because people here eat quite a lot of spicy yes, food yes, yes. so i had no option but to sit at home and make my own meal <laughs> so that was one and second somehow my mom has you know she has inspired me with all her different cooking cooking different delicacies and she's made me she's made me she's really spoiled me in that part so i had mm-hmm. no option but to try something to maybe reach 30% of her cooking skills you know i don't know 20 30% is where i would rate myself now i can probably rate 50% so i was i wanted to do that but yes i did get better at it so cooking is no rocket science i think anybody who wants to survive should know to cook decent basic food so that's how we should start off i think that is absolutely uh, that is absolutely yeah. i think basics you should know how to make rice dal at least because that is something at least the cooker uh-huh. cooks it for you you just have to put exactly. water and uh, lentils proportionately exactly so <laughs> i mean that's that's something basic i don't know that's i think we should have had a subject in school like proper I cooking with practical i, I don't know why we didn't have that yeah so because i had this discussion in one previous episode as well about teaching um, we were talking about baking in schools but hopefully cooking mm. would be nice so that we yes can... it should be it should be that's that's something which i feel moving on uh now well you're a mother to a very beautiful daughter i must say but what was your experience of motherhood and since i know you and you do a lot of research in general what kind of research did you do no wonder uh, i got i got placed in a research university which is ah uh, yes which is like suits my <laughs> suits your personality quite a lot yeah <laughs> I know I know. So what kind of research did you do before pregnancy and what are the pointers that people should keep in mind from your experience? So I think I believe uh, um I wouldn't uh, suggest it for I mean everybody but what I did was I generally do a lot of research before stepping into any decision of my life. So mm-hmm. uh, even even for that matter marriage I have done a lot of research on whatever I felt was important. you know mm. what what really stand, what really um is is in store after that decision so in in terms of marriage is very difficult no matter what research you do you, something else is going to happen mm-hmm. but in terms of pregnancy i strongly feel that uh, research really worked for me mm. so i really wanted to know before um a pregnancy of what is it that goes in probably every stage every uh, trimester what is the the symptoms that people face what is the diet they take what is the kind of exercises they do what are the kind of books we must read in order to educate ourselves because mm-hmm. books play a very important role and uh, they give, they help you visualize how it is all going to be okay and um, would, would you recommend any book that you have read 
Um, one is my favorite book is uh, it's on the art of parenting by Suchitra Shanoi. So it talks about almost uh, the first thousand days, mm. uh, including the pregnancy days and the post uh, post pregnancy days. That is the first okay. approximately the first year uh-huh. uh, with the child. So it oh. talks very beautifully about every aspect of um, pregnancy, of um, delivery, of postpartum, of parenting. So mm-hmm. it's a very small book, although uh, it's not really huge. I have okay. a couple of other books, which I don't really remember, but there are a number of books. But this one, I felt as an Indian author, I could mm-hmm. relate to her very well. And uh, it really helps. Reading books and reading articles it really helps immensely. So, okay. Yeah, so the research, I did a lot of research, but that really helped according to me. And I would strongly suggest if anybody would like to plan for something of this sort. So doing research does help. Okay, so uh, since you are, you've already gone through it, I would like to ask, what kind of diet did you follow? Because Indians tend to, you know, push a lot of things down your throat when you're pregnant. Like, yeah, what not. So what kind of diet did you follow? Um, and I, your exercise regime as well. Yeah, so um, diet as such, I don't think I can call myself that I was on a very strict diet. It was a partially strict diet mm-hmm. because uh, thankfully I didn't face many complications where I was put on a strict diet. It was more of a, um, a proactive uh, steps that I took in the form of diet where I wanted to stick to certain kind of foods which would make things easier for me. So uh, as, as far as I remember, I was more on protein-rich diet rather than uh, and trying to reduce my carbs and uh, fat-rich stuff. So okay. sugars and fats and carbs were something which I tried avoiding to an extent. I'm not saying again that I completely avoided it. It's not mm. possible. But uh, protein stuff as a, as a vegetarian, I, I was told to include more and more. So okay. I actually become a, I became a millet friendly person. I even okay. follow it now. So I think millets okay. are like God sent uh, foodstuffs, which we somehow ignored for so many years. Yes. I think millets are really good for at least vegetarians who don't have much options. So, yeah, so I stuck to more protein-rich foods and uh, that really helped because uh, putting too much of weight is not really a nice idea during pregnancy, Mm. no matter how thin you are or how fat you are initially. Mm. So it's a good idea. It's good to keep your uh, weight gain uh, in control so that you have an idea of how you want to um, exercise or how you want to uh, deliver your child because everything matters your whole uh, metabolism matters in the whole pregnancy and delivery Mm -hmm. so that is very very important uh yoga as such i mean i'm not an expert in yoga in fact i started doing yoga only after i became pregnant i used to think yoga is very boring for some Mm -hmm. reason but um, it's wonderful it's really good and yoga is something which anybody and everybody can do at any age because it's Mm -hmm. not something like gym so specifically, I I believe that um, one thing which worked for me during pregnancy more than diet and yoga is um, having a very, very positive and strong mind. So that's the major, uh, uh, you know, thing which works here okay. more okay. than anything else. 
So because your brain is um, so vulnerable at that point of time that whatever you think, it does that. So if you're really scared, then your symptoms will also result. In so Ash, uh, there are a lot of women who talk about mood swings during pregnancy. So did you go through it and what yeah. experience about it? Um, and not really all throughout, but... Um, I think a couple of uh, instances initially I did go through, but um, it was manageable. And thankfully, I'm telling you that, right? That I mm-hmm. did read a lot about uh, before, about having mood swings and how do people tackle with it and what is the best thing to do at that point of time. So, mm-hmm. Because I kind of visualized everything before or to an extent I visualized. Obviously, articles don't give you the 100% information and it's experience that talks more. Mm-hmm. But you still get an idea and I feel your your brain is kind of mentally, you feel mentally prepared, prepared before getting into all these things. So whenever I used to face some kind of instances where I uh, face a little bit of mood swings, I used to first recognize that I have it because of certain reason, obviously because it's it's some kind of hormonal changes that are happening. And mm-hmm. then I used to do more activities which used to make me feel happy and kind of divert me. So okay. that is how I kind of tackled it whenever I went through. Okay. I'm, so I'm glad. When finally your uh, daughter came into the world, how did you, uh, I mean, of course, she's very cute and very beautiful, but then there's also something called postpartum, which no one talks about. We always talk mm-hmm. about being cute, but we don't talk about how the mother goes through a lot of uh, changes. True. So True. <laughs> what does your say on postpartum? So actually you just, spoke it out right so yeah. we all are i mean it's a human uh, behavior to i mean praise a child admire a child and it's it's possible it's, it happens it's mm-hmm. it's happened with me as well whenever i have met a, a woman who has just delivered a child i obviously go running to the child Correct. it's something smile and everything is so attractive but mm-hmm. we often forget to uh, take care of a mother, especially when she's just given birth because she's surely not at her best. Mm-hmm. And although she loves the phase and everything, but there's a lot of factors which she uh, is struggling to cope up with. And uh, one of them is obviously depression, anxiety and loneliness and everything. Mm-hmm. So thankfully, um, I had people around me to speak about when I was not really in a good mood or when I really wanted a change, when I wanted to watch a movie probably or when I was not feeling very good. So one number one is you. it's good to have people around you to whom you can talk about your feelings and emotions. That mm-hmm. really helps in such phases. Second thing is also to have some kind of activity apart from taking care of the child at that point of time, which will mm-hmm. um, lighten you up at that point. Mm-hmm. So some kind of activity, it could just be a walk in your society, it could be watching a movie probably, it could be mm-hmm. listening to songs, it could be anything practically, but such activities and the reminder of such activities is very important at that point of time. So it's okay. not really new um, about facing postpartum. I mean, everybody doesn't go through depression, but if you do recognize such kind of symptoms that are that you are going through, then it's good to talk about it to somebody whom you trust. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. they have a conversation, make sure that you're doing things that you like, and it's good to read yeah. up so that you know which are the triggers 
and you since you recognize that you're going through a mood swing and it is not something that is uh, coming out of a place of maybe darkness so uh, yeah. you will be able to handle it better i mean it won't go away completely but you will be able to handle it better is what you're saying true and my um, my, uh, yeah. my thing has always been so my opinion is that research doesn't give you 100% of uh, knowledge but it Correct. surely prepares you for something that is going to come in your life exactly and second thing what happens is you visualize better and you start recognizing your feelings and emotions which is a very very important part in that kind of true. phases that if you true. do not recognize then there is no point of um, finding a solution at least if mm-hmm. you recognize you can talk about it so that's Correct. how i feel yeah even um, i guess even i feel it because uh, i've also gone through mood swings so i know now <laughs> mood swings is something which i think everybody has gone through at some point of the time or the other there's nothing new in it but yeah. the main point is when you start recognizing and you know you have to go back to your normal state when you have to bounce back that is when you start taking the right steps otherwise you just start digging yourself into a, a bigger grave Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know you keep on going like once it is really a spiral right if if you're not of what you are going through uh, then what happens is it is a spiral you keep on going down and down the rabbit hole but once you know that there is a key out to the normal world I I know it's not easy to be normal but at least it is It's not easy. Yeah it yes. is at least you can do certain things to minimize whatever is causing uh the problem the trigger at least stay away from the triggers for heaven's sake yeah exactly exactly so that's that's the reason i think nowadays at least people are a little more aware about mental health and anxiety yeah. and a little bit aware little and that more. that also was not there and it wasn't a, a very much spoken about it maybe 5 6 years back also okay but now i'm glad people are speaking about it on Immediate. social media and other things i am absolutely yeah. glad about it so now moving on to this part of your life now that uh, now you see your daughter throwing a little bit of tantrums uh, how has it changed the relationship with your parents do you feel that you have troubled them enough <laughs> yeah, yeah i think uh, uh, for sure you know so uh, although she doesn't really throw many tantrums right now she's pretty young for it but i'm sure she has quite a lot of in, uh, tantrums in store that she's going to throw in the coming years mm-hmm. but uh, even i mean this whole phase uh, takes you through um, makes you feel very nostalgic about your days as a child and when you were uh, you know when you used to take your parents for granted and everything so i think this phase entirely has taught me the value of parents the kind mm-hmm. of efforts they put in in bringing up you exactly so it's it's not it's it obviously hasn't been easy for them the kind of sacrifices and um things they have gone through for your happiness and your success is immense and you mm. start realizing it one by one only when you through you go through that phase mm. so of course it has changed a lot i value them much more than i ever did and uh, every single conversation we have it's it's changed because it's uh you start paying more attention to details now because you know what is probably the um, purpose of having that conversation i mean yeah. before it used to be it used to be very random and casual and you know that it's happening every day but now mm-hmm. it it holds more importance yeah and uh, i think um one thing which you 
realizes that you even if you are like even 50% of what your parents have been you mm. are doing a decent that is the feeling you start getting because they have done too much for you you don't know whether you will be so good and uh, such a uh, amazing parent but even if you're like 50% of what they have been i think you have done a decent job that's what i feel when yeah. i that uh, comes <laughs> with this feel yeah i'm yeah. damn sure Oh, of course, I am. I'm not going through the motherhood phase, but I know that my nephew is one uh, naughty guy. <laughs> so I remember yeah. that. I mean, I have seen my brother and my baby transform, and I have yeah. seen the kind of bond that changed between them and their parents mm. because yeah. my nephew was born. And I also know that you know somewhere, uh, you realize why they said no to certain things. Yes. And though they didn't explain, but then you you are pro it. You're like, okay, fine. You know yeah. Why they said no now? Which you, you, you start seeing the perspective of a parent in certain situations yes. is what I have realized. Because when people talk about some instances or conversations they had with parents, I suddenly my my parent mode switches on. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I mean, till yesterday, probably I would have been thinking like a like a child. Like mm-hmm. a child or like a daughter, suddenly now my my mind even switches on like a parent, and I start thinking, okay, what the parent must be going through, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm just like I don't want to just think like a daughter. I want to think like a parent as well from now, and that gives me a holistic overview of the whole situation now. So that that kind of that's probably what maturity is all about. If I had to say, I know. <laughs> so important. Uh, yeah, I went completely into the deep philosophical zone. But I also yeah. ask you about this. As you said, you are now a soft skill trainer. But how does it feel? Uh, of course, now since it's the lockdown, you are working from home. But how did yeah. you feel in the beginning to uh, leave your daughter and go for work? How was that feeling? <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the that's a, that's one of the bravest decisions I have made. in fact i just spoke about the brave decision of quitting the job and moving into training i think that was nothing front of this because this is huge the kind of responsibility you hold of uh, leaving a child and going for work although this is just a part time work that i've chosen and it's not more than 4 hours that i'm away from her mm-hmm. but still that's that's huge when you have to take the decision that feeling or the courage you show to take that decision is something which is uh, immense so it was it was very very tough although i decided um, i mean there was some kind of um, confidence i had at that point of time that everything would be fine mm. and i think that's what is still working out for me so maybe it's that one point where you take the decision and you make a call for yourself and your uh, career and you show the confidence uh, to yourself and the people around you that things will be fine if you yourself are you know dangling in between and you are not really confident then mm-hmm. it's not going to work out so okay. i strongly feel like as women especially we think a lot about you know a lot of things we are just overthinkers by birth is what i feel <laughs> so we generally also think and after marriage and kid we are thinking even more so we have just crossed the limits of thinking so even i am the same but uh, i think 
what really plays an important role is how you, you can channel these thoughts into much more productive and constructive decisions for your life and not always about you know people who uh, who are around you <laughs> so that's how i did i mean i decided that it will work out for me i i was confident enough at that point of time that it will work out and i'll make it work it out make it make it work out so mm. i think that played a very important role so being confident is the key in such kind of phases okay. especially i'm glad i'm glad so uh, i think we've covered almost all topics but then there's this one topic that i keep asking people on my podcast is what is your definition of settled yeah so uh, i think for me uh, there is nothing called a settled because uh, the whole meaning of uh, the word settled for me means that you are you have achieved everything you wanted in life so mm. it could be true for some people i'm not saying that uh, it sh- it's there's nothing called a settled but for me the way i see it is that i don't think i can ever achieve everything i want in my life there will mm. always be something more that i want to be something more i want to explore because there's so much to life than we can ever think of mm. even if say i uh, maybe in the next 10 years i might even again take a career pivot i might again change a profession who knows i mean there are so many professions in the world that you might want to explore right. so there's nothing wrong so you can practically never be settled you can mm-hmm. practically never have uh, everything in your life because there's always something more to do and something more to aim for mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's what unsettling is all about and that's why i like the podcast with the name unsettling <laughs> <laughs> i'm so glad <laughs> so uh, i guess this is it we had a wonderful discussion i think we covered all bases we spoke about uh, fear of marriage we spoke about uh, uh, you know having children mood swings and i think postpartum and the fear of leaving your child and going and doing a job basically everything that uh, we could cover as you know being a woman and being a strong independent woman so i hope yeah. buddy if if they are going through a crisis and have want their questions answered they might find their answers in this podcast so thank yeah, you yeah hopefully coming on the podcast and sharing your experiences with me thank you so much thanks for inviting me <laughs> i had so much fun so guys uh, as usual keep settling uh, keep unsettling i'm sorry keep not settling keep unsettling and keep, stay tuned to unsettling that's all i would like to say thank you bye bye hello people thank you for tuning in if you like this episode and you like unsettling all you have to do is give me a feedback and for that please visit my instagram page that is amritasukumar_unsettling and uh, well you can send me a dm or you can send me a mail all the details are there on that page i would love for you to just tell me how you feel yeah and i will get back to you and if you have any people who would like to share your stories you have to let me know because i would love to listen to them till then stay tuned to unsettling like share subscribe follow let your friends know and uh, stay safe yeah <laughs> bye